this hour by Frederick Remington Fully Cooked Ready to Eat Bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. Really excited again to be getting back into the topic of Scientology. You as our listeners have told me you just can't get enough of this, and I'm with you. I am so interested in this topic, the Leia Remini show. I spent some time in Clearwater looking into all this myself. We've had other guests on, uh, Tony Ortega. And this is a really, really incredible book. I want you to take a look at it. It'd be a great Christmas gift if you know someone that's interested in this whole you know, backstory of Scientology. It's called Commodore's Messenger, A Child Adrift in the Scientology Sea Organization. And the author, Janice Gillum-Grady, is with us. And I have to tell you, this is really fascinating because this goes all the way back to her at the age of 11, her and her brother becoming part of the Scientology's inner core, as it's called, the Sea Organization, and actually being uh, aboard the, uh, the famous, iconic Scientology ship Apollo, actually with L. Ron Hubbard himself being a runner for him, and uh, her parents are considered to be royalty in the Scientology organization as well. Um, her mother was the founder of the famous Scientology Celebrity Center out there in Southern California. And uh, Janice Grady, uh, great to have you with us for the first time. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy well, to be here. Well, thank you. Now, you're from Australia. Uh, are you presently, do you live in the United States presently? Yes, I live in the United States. I have for about 40 years now. Okay, very, I very good. I am from Australia. Very good. Um, because I know a lot of people, when they think of Scientology, I think they think of it as kind of a U.S.-based thing, but it's not. And as I read about Scientology, this is a worldwide phenomenon and uh, your parents, I understand, were some of the first adopters of Scientology in Australia. Is that right? Correct. Yes, they were, back in the 1950s. And you, it was your mother that founded the famous Celebrity Center. It, it, tell us a little bit about the Celebrity Center for those that don't know what that is, and, and tell us about your mother's founding of that. Okay. Well, it started in April of 1969. Um, she was working in Los Angeles at one of the Scientology organizations and noticed that the celebrities kind of, there was no one helping them. 
um, with their careers and helping them through their processing and training with Scientology. So she wrote a letter to Ron Hubbard asking permission to set up what was originally called a booking office. And that way she would book them into the various different Scientology organizations for services and trainings, plus she would work with them to get bookings um, of jobs. And that's how it started, and then she was running into trouble of getting them the services they needed, so she just started building her own organization that she called Celebrity Center, and that was the start of it. Wow, and, and I mean, just to give people who are not familiar with Scientology a little bit of insight on that, this whole idea of bringing celebrities into Scientology, I think, is perhaps maybe the biggest marketing breakthrough of the whole movement. You know, that is, we wouldn't have likely people today like uh, Tom Cruise, uh, John Travolta, and others, if not for the founding of that celebrity center. And these are the big names that, that people think of when they think of Scientology, and it's given Scientology some degree of credibility uh, when you have these sort of household names, movie stars, a part of the movement. Did your mother, um, did she end up uh, becoming personally acquainted then with a lot of famous celebrities uh, as as she developed the Celebrity Center? Yes, yeah, she did. She, um, she actually would travel the U.S. and she set up various different celebrity centers and she associated with the various different celebrities. And like, take John Travolta, for instance. Um, I guess it was probably around 1973-74. John was a nobody. He was doing um, Grease off-Broadway in New York when he was gotten into Scientology and he comes, you know, out to Los Angeles and he's, uh, he's a, uh, he didn't even have a job and he was an out of work actor and working with my mother and various other Scientologists, he then ended up with the, the, um, job on Welcome Back Carter and that started off his career. Vinnie Barbarino on Welcome Back Carter. Vinnie, so, yep. Vinnie Barbarino. Would it be your understanding then that Scientology was an important networking opportunity for Travolta, or did he? Some have said, despite you know all the criticism about Scientology, we're going to get into a lot in this interview, uh, but that he might have picked up some skills, um, some of the training to be you know a more aggressive, more ambitious person. Would you say it was the networking that that got him, or was it the training, or a little bit of both? Probably more of the training, um, helping him with communications and dealing with other people and helping bring him out of his shell more, uh, from what I've heard. Um, yeah, he had a lot of personal wins using Scientology, and you'll find that the people who came into Scientology looking for something to improve their lives um, become very dedicated. When yeah, they and, and, and this is... They've had wins and... And this is the interesting thing about it, Janice, is, is that, um, you know, and I went to Clearwater, and I went through a day of their training, and this is what people don't understand, is that some of what they teach is actually, you know, it, it's good information, it's, it, it's, it's like showing up on time, good communication skills, you know, dressing well, um, you know, being ambitious, setting goals, uh, all those kind of things, which you can learn in other play, other venues, is certainly not unique. These are just you know life skills, but these are the things that bring people in 
And then sort of the weird stuff gets wrapped in there. The idea of this Xeno character uh, coming back and, you know, from outer space and all these other kinds of strange things. Um, but in your experience, uh, you started at the age of 11. You were part of the Commodore's messenger group, which if people can really imagine this. So this goes back to the days where Ron Hubbard was actually on a ship. And because the ship didn't really have the kind of technology that you have today, he would actually w would like handwrite messages and then hand them to you and the other folks in the messenger core. And you would be a runner. You'd run these messages throughout the ship. Is that right? Uh, yes. Um, at the age of 11, well, I'd already been born into Scientology and Scientology had been banned in Victoria in Australia. So that's one of the reasons my family and like a hundred others all left Australia and we went to England. And then from there, at the age of 11, we moved to the ship, the, uh, the Apollo, and I started running messages. So I would take verbal messages and run those to different people or go and find the people for Hubbard because, yes, there was no communication, no intercom system or telephones or anything on the ship. So we ran to find the people and relay messages and take back the answers. And that's wow, that's interesting. So off. you were almost like a human intercom, <laughs> if, if I can yes. use that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so how many people were on this ship? Oh, when it started out, probably only about 80 of us. Wow. And then gradually it went up to over 300. And 300 people. All right. Bed. I want to talk more about life on the ship. And also we're going to talk about what was L. Ron Hubbard really like as a person? This is a, a lady here, folks, Janice Grady, who actually was around him personally for many, many months or years. We'll find out more about that uh, and a lot more to get into in this book, especially uh, the details. Okay. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris, and if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, ChristianMoneyPlus.com. That's ChristianMoneyPlus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, ChristianMoneyPlus.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. 
Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-610-7740. That's 800-610-7740. 800-610-7740. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. listening to Jim Paris live. All right, we are back. The book is Commodore's Messenger and the author Janice Gillum Grady is with us. The subtitle A Child Adrift in the Scientology Sea Organization. So Janice as we were talking, you were born into Scientology and then at the age of 11, uh your parents put you into this sea organization and you're on the ship with with L. Ron Hubbard, and you're like a runner uh, bringing his messages around the ship. You said between 80 people at the beginning and then 300 people towards the end. How big of a ship was this, and what were the conditions like living on that ship? Well, the ship was a cattle ship ferry originally going between Ireland and England. And um, so it the lower decks were all set up for for carting travel, I'm sorry, cattle, and there was like two decks for A-class passengers, and then there was one small deck for B-class passengers, and then dormitories for um, C-class. And um, it was about 360 feet long, about probably seven decks high. Wow. And um, 
And it it was very rusty and old. It was built like 1936, and it had gone through the war as carrying soldiers, sailors and soldiers during the World War II. And um, she had quite a history as a ship, and then we were, we bought her as scrap in uh, 1967. And I showed up on the ship in January 1968. My mother had already joined the Sea Project, so my brother, sister, and I uh, were to follow, and we finally arrived in January of 68, and our mother was on another ship, so she wasn't even there when we arrived. And I think it's interesting, too, if you could share with people, why was L. Ron Hubbard on a ship? Because... A lot of people don't understand that backstory. Why in the world? I mean, if he wanted to do this, what he's doing, build this movement, why would he be out at sea on a ship with 300 people? Well, he always said it was so he could get his work done and not be bothered with the press trying to track him down or dealing with the various governments. But over the years, I learned that there was quite a few countries that he had been kicked out of and was not allowed to enter. And there was problems with the FDA and the IRS in America, so he didn't want to go there. England, he was a undesired alien, alien being a, an American, not English. Um, he had been kicked out of Rhodesia. And then while we were on the ship, he, one day he got noticed that he wasn't even allowed in Spain. So there was various countries closing down that he couldn't be a part of. So being on the ship gave him the ability to live somewhere, and we could always just pull in the lines and sail off to another country. Yeah, that that, that part of it is very fascinating. Now, was the ship well-provisioned? Um, I would imagine, you know, just feeding 300 people, uh, dealing with uh, sanitation issues, uh, water uh, wh- what was the, the provisioning like of that ship? Yeah, well, over the years, we um, cleaned out various tanks and turned them into freshwater tanks so that we could last longer without having to touch land. Uh, we built extra storage rooms. I remember joking once with the chief cook that we had so much powdered potatoes and powdered eggs aboard, we could create our, our own island. <laughs> And so that's how the food was preserved. It was they were almost like military rations of the powdered food. Uh, did, yeah, were there, were there freezers? Yeah, we had we had uh, various freezers as well. You know, with a lot of frozen meats and things like that. But it also depended what ports or countries we visited because if we went to Morocco. Um, we were not allowed to eat any fresh fruit or vegetables. Everything had to be cooked. And so it was always nice when we would sail over to Portugal where we could eat some fresh fruit and vegetables and get fresh milk. Now, this was, of course, the day, probably before, you know, before the days of you know, credit cards and that sort of thing. Were there like big bags yes. of cash carried on the ship to pay for things? Yes, we carried a lot of cash to pay for things. Wow. And um, yeah, because this was the late 60s and early 70s. Now tell me Credit what it was like being years. around L. Ron Hubbard. I, when I when I I see the man, when you see a picture of him, he kind of looks like a jolly old grandfather. But then, of course, you read the stories about narcissism and uh, the Iron Fist, and uh, you know all of the uh, sort of uh, 
eccentric parts of his personality and uh, even some of the nasty side of him. What was the, the personal relationship like in interacting with the man throughout the course of a day? You know, he he could be great. He could be very charismatic. And then he could suddenly go from charismatic to explosive. There was like one extreme to another. Um, but once he got over being angry, he could come right down and, again, just be joking or or serious on, you know, getting work done, that type of thing. But, yeah, there were some a lot of times where, He'd be very explosive, yelling and screaming, and sometimes without the yelling and screaming, he would come up with these insane ideas, which um, were brutal and very evil towards crew members, who, you got to look at these people, that they're there volunteering their, their time and their life on $10 a week, and to be mistreated like that with... Um, with heavy direction on what they can and can't do. It just wasn't fair to a lot of the crew, but the crew stuck it out because they had that purpose that they were all going to clear the planet or make life better for everybody on the planet. Did you find in your experience for yourself and the others that had the opportunity to personally be around L. Ron Hubbard that this sort of deification of the man wasn't, that wore off over time for those that were like around him on the ship, as opposed to those that, that were at far distances from him. Did the familiarity of being there take away from sort of the, the legend and the, the deification of the man? Yes. Well, I I lived on the ship for five years without going to America or, you know, we just traveled different ports and I'd never taken time off except for, a liberty for 24 hours or something. So I didn't know what the real outside world was like. And so my existence was mostly Hubbard and the few, you know, the people on the ship. Then, so he, to me, he was a regular man. I didn't see any superpowers, but I did see a man who he could read and grasp things immediately and come up with great ideas or bad ideas, you know, depending on the circumstances. And um, when I first went to America, after being on the ship for five years, the Scientologists that I ran into there all had these conceived, these ideas that this man could walk through walls or, you know, levitate an ashtray and has special kind of powers. And I was like, that was... A, yeah, and, and you, were, you were like, well, wait a minute, I've been backstage with a magician and none of that happens in real life. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about how he uh, made com how he made communications uh, possible from the ship to shore, and then also being age eleven, you know, how did she get an education? And then years later, what happened when she left Scientology? All of that and more. We'll be back. Dr. Carolyn Dean wants you to have a free chapter of her new book, The Magnesium Miracle, second edition, and it's available at magmiracle.com. In your free chapter, Dr. Carolyn Dean explains how magnesium is essential to support the structure and function and overall health of your body. Your free chapter is your guide to learn how to support your heart, bone, metabolic, lung, and mental health with this powerful mineral. The Magnesium Miracle, second edition is available on Amazon, but right now get a free chapter at magmiracle.com, spelled M-A-G, miracle.com.
Actual testimonials from real Numana customers. I've tried all kinds of food storage, and Numana is by far the best. I'm a single mom with two teenage boys and a full-time job. I don't always have time to cook a four-course meal. That's where Numana has been such a blessing. I can spend less time in the kitchen and more time on what matters most, like helping with homework. Find out for yourself. Order online at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Numana is. There's stores I love to eat. Yum. Thepowermall.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors, for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-7607. That's 800-475-7607. Again, 800-475-7607. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. If you're an unincorporated business owner, it's too late for you. That is, if you've already been sued and lost your home, your car, and your personal life savings. But if you haven't been sued yet, there is still time to incorporate and protect your personal assets. And the first step is just a phone call away. Because Incorporate.com is now giving away a free incorporation toolkit to all business owners, including exclusive information on how to start and grow your business. For your free incorporation toolkit, call now 1-800-936-9256. Incorporation is the shield that protects your personal assets. Without it, you could lose everything. That's why at Incorporate.com, they just make incorporating or forming an LLC quick and easy. They don't provide legal or financial advice. If someone sues tomorrow, will you lose everything? Don't wait until it's too late. Call now for your free incorporation toolkit. Hurry, they're still giving them away for free at 1-800-936-9256. Call 1-800-936-9256. That's 1-800-936-9256. You are listening to Jim Paris Live. It is a fascinating book and it is trending on Amazon as one of the more popular books on the topic of Scientology. It is more than 450 pages as well. Well written, 
and some very fascinating stories and insights into Scientology. If you're interested at all in that topic like I am, and I know many of you are, you'll want to grab your own copy of Commodore's Messenger, A Child Adrift in the Scientology Sea Organization, and uh, be a great Christmas gift as well. You can grab it on Amazon. I see it here on Amazon. I also see it's available for Kindle. If you're someone that uh, reads your books by Kindle, uh, you can grab it that way as well, and you can get started reading that uh, tonight. Uh, so, Janice, um, you you got you, you were put into the Sea Organization at what eleven or twelve years old? What about finishing? at eleven years? At eleven years old. What about your education? Did did they have like a school on the ship, or how did you finish? What would you have been at that age, like in the sixth grade, and you go off to the ship? I I had just finished the sixth grade and done like two months of uh, seventh grade and went to the ship. There was no school at first, and then we were given a tutor and were supposed to do reading, writing, and arithmetic three hours a day. And there was no history, science, none of that stuff, just reading, writing, and arithmetic. And um, we had to study words, and so we'd look up words in the dictionary and have to do sentences with those words, but no one taught me, like, paragraphs and chapters and all that kind of stuff. That was just totally neglected. So you, you, you were really robbed as a young person of, of a regular education. And uh, as a result, yes. did, you, did you ever officially finish high school? <laughs> no, I never did. You never did, but uh, you're obviously no, very brilliant. I'm a... I'm a I'm a brilliant woman graduate. and a very good writer. So you picked it up somewhere <laughs> along the way, uh, which uh, just goes to show we can we can uh, be self-taught as well. So one last question on the ship before we move on to the rest of your uh, career in history and in Scientology. So how would uh, L. Ron Hubbard run his organization from the ship? I'm just trying to imagine, like, did he allow people a lot of autonomy that were the, the land-based you know, uh, offices for his organization? I mean, how would he direct what was happening around the world from the ship? Oh, okay. How that worked is we had the ship, and there was executives on the ship who was the management, and then in the various different continents was another office in each continent, and those officers, they were like the liaison officers. They would then communicate with the organizations in the various locations around the world. So, so it was broken down by continent to operate. And the continents would operate based off of how an organization is doing on a three-week um, graph of their stat statistics, where on the ship you would look at statistics on a six-week basis to see how an organization is doing. Now, on the ship, we eventually ended up getting telex machines, mm. and so the telexes would go to a relay office we had in Europe, like uh, mostly in Spain or in Madrid, and we later had one in Lisbon. So the telexes would go there, and they would then send them out to the different continents, and the same as mail, mail would be packaged up and shipped to the relay office in Madrid or Lisbon and then shipped out from there to the different continents. Wow, and say what you will about, you know, folks, about the strange elements to Scientology. Um, L. Ron Hubbard, would you agree, Janice, you'd have to say would have been a genius, at least in terms of 
how to you know structure an organization. I mean, the idea that some guy is out at sea sailing around on a rusty ship and has this organization worldwide going and not just going but growing and 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 prospering financially and so forth was he was he really running all of this or was there did you discover maybe some brains behind L Ron Hubbard that were doing it or was this this the guy just a brilliant organizational guy yeah this this was the guy i mean he had good executives but is every Thursday night he stayed up to like six o'clock in the morning looking over the statistics of the various different organizations that might be not expanding or looking at the various continents and sending out telexes or issuing orders to his aides mm. and other executives to keep the management going. And if something's in trouble, he would then order a troubleshooting mission be sent out to help those executives and get the organization back on its feet and expanding again. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I find so fascinating and how yeah. it continues, how this all continues to grow to this day, you know, notwithstanding all the controversy and all the people that are left and all the stories. Um, did you witness anything with L. Ron Hubbard along the lines of the present-day allegations with David Miscavige where we hear these stories where David Miscavige will just all of a sudden erupt into a rage and start throwing chairs and hitting people. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that personally. I just know that I hear those allegations. Did you ever see that sort of behavior of L. Ron Hubbard? You know, the times I've seen Hubbard, um, I've never seen him throw a chair or, you know, not what I hear Miscavige does. When he has gotten mad, I, I saw him take a swing at the captain of the ship once, and that was because uh, there was the ship was not being handled properly. There was uh, water coming through the deck above, and I know there was another captain that got hit by Hubbard for um, we nearly went on the, washed onto the rocks. So there's times <laughs> like that. Oh, another time was a a guy who had slept with a girl that was 17 years old, so she was considered a minor, and right. uh, LRH took his fist to his face. Wow. So so he he was, he would, he would uh, you know, when, when he felt appropriate, he would, you know, uh, go to fisticuffs. That, that, that is fascinating. Now, it, I want to move fast forward ahead, and the book is 450 pages, folks, so we're not going to get to everything, which is why you need to get your own copy of this book. But, uh, of course, as the story goes, you didn't stay on the ship forever. So give us the thumbnail of, of, of sort of the rest of your Scientology uh, career and experience, um, and then we'll lead up to, like, you leaving. We'll get into that uh, okay. and sort of what happened after that. But give us the rest of the, the, the years that you were involved. Well, I stayed on the ship from January 68 until... Um, October 75, when we all moved ashore to America, we closed down the ship, and we went to Daytona and then over to Clearwater. And, and interesting Where were you at in Daytona? Know, when you were in Daytona, I live in Daytona. Where were you in Daytona? Oh, um, the Neptune Inn. Oh, wow. So you, so, and did they just take over the whole hotel? Yeah, we took over the whole hotel, and, and like two buildings down was a, a tall condo, and Hubbard was up there. I think it was the 10th floor where he was staying at the time. 
Wow, interesting. And then there was another hotel further down the road. I don't remember its name. The crew that lived there used to call it the Sheep Dip Inn, but I, I don't remember the official name of it. Yeah, but yeah they're, it was they're, an they're actually, name. I guess it's no longer, I don't think that hotel by that name is, is any longer here, but uh, interesting that it all started in Daytona then once it came off the ship. So continue on. So yeah. you go to Clearwater then. So we go to Clearwater, and the reason we went to Clearwater is because Hubbard's instruction was to find a hotel that was near an international airport. And the missionaries had found a Jack Tar hotel for sale in Clearwater and, and said, oh, Tampa Airport is international. Mm-hmm. So that's why we ended up in Clearwater, but the lie that came up later was, it had like one flight a week out to Mexico, making it an international airport. <laughs> where... So he got snookered on by, by that. He's kind of ended up by accident then, there in Clearwater. Yes. All right, we'll continue yes, the story. If done their homework. They yeah. would have found out the truth. We'll continue the story with right. Janice Grady, and then we're going to get into when she leaves Scientology, and that's when it gets really fascinating and dark. All of that and more in our last segment. Stay tuned. Everybody, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris for freesurvivalgifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love freesurvivalgifts.com. At freesurvivalgifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, freesurvivalgifts.com. Com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. You're listening to Jim Paris Live. The book is Commodore's Messenger, A Child Adrift in the Scientology Sea Organization. And uh, I, I guess, Janice, that this whole theme of this whole kind of naval theme that you see with the uh, white uh, naval-style uh, outfits, the hats, and the military look that you see, this all comes from the days of the ship. Uh, is is that how they dressed on the ship? Um, actually, they dress better now than when we were on the ship. On the ship, we were kind of a ragtag, um, but we we tried. And, yeah, um, it, it sort of looked like they were picking up on like the navy, the navy white uh, uh, uniforms at least. Yeah, on the see. ship we didn't have whites; we had navy uniforms mostly. Okay. Or now, or, or blue. Now we pick up the story where you're off the ship. You're in Florida, and you're in Clearwater, and we want to get to it quickly enough to where we can get into what happened after you leave Scientology. So tell us the rest of the sort of the thumbnail of the rest of your years in Scientology and what you were doing after you were no longer on the ship as a messenger. Right. Well, when we first moved to Clearwater, I was with Hubbard, and then it was exposed that we were Scientologists, that we weren't United Churches, that we were pretending to be. So Hubbard took off to Washington, D.C. For, for several months, and I went out to um, L.A. and set up a relay unit there. And then Hubbard came out to Los Angeles, and uh, he then purchased some properties in La Quinta. And meanwhile, he was living in L.A. area, and then uh, he moved out to La Quinta, and then when the Guardian's office got raided by the FBI, 
In July 1977, Hubbard then took off to Sparks, Nevada, and was mm. gone from, like, July until January 78. Wow. And then when he returned, we were still at La Quinta. And then in 70, early, late 78, we moved to Hemet, to the Masca Canyon Inn, which is where the international base is now, and Golden Era Studios is also there. And Janice, if I can interrupt you, what was your role during these post-ship years? What, what were you doing? What was your job? I, when Hubbard was around, I was with him as a messenger still. Okay. And, um, or else I was in one of the Continental offices as a commanding officer in charge of the Commodore's messengers, doing investigations for him or program executions of things he wanted done. So you were still in the inner circle even once you came off the ship and then were given yes. more and more responsibilities. Now, during these years, were your parents still active in Scientology and did you have uh, frequent connections with your parents as an adult yourself they in Scientology? Were, they were active in Scientology, but my mother passed away in January 78 and she had always been, she'd mostly been in the U.S. and I was on the ship, so I lived... Um, nearly eight years on the ship with just my brother and sister, mm. with my mother coming maybe four or five times during that whole time period to for correction or cleanup or something, and uh, we would see her then. So I, it wasn't a lot. Of, it wasn't a family situation that was out the window. So you were basically and, um, almost given up to Scientology, and you didn't have much contact with your your parents going forward. Correct. Yeah, there was. I didn't see my father for five years, from nineteen sixty-eight wow. um, until nineteen seventy-three. Now, fast and forward and tell us a couple of times. Tell us the part of the book where you're kicked out, and and what what did you do? And then we're going to get into like being followed by private investigators and and all of that okay. sort of thing. Tell tell us how you got kicked out. Well, that. Being kicked out is not part of this book. This book only goes until October 1970. Book two goes till October 71, uh, sorry, 75, and then book three I still have to write, and that covers the, our time in America. But I didn't get kicked out. I left on my own. Uh, my husband and I left in the middle of the night. We were just totally fed up with the abuse, and it was it was verbal abuse. It wasn't physical abuse like I've heard has happened to others, but we were so fed up with the verbal abuse at us and to others, and it wasn't something we wanted to be a part of anymore, mm -hmm. and we weren't in a position to be able to correct it, So, and I happened to be pregnant at the time, so that was our exit. We just got in our car and left and went wow. to my brother who'd left eight years earlier. So you, you just escaped, your brother had escaped... Uh, from Scientology. Now, now, after you had left, at that point, was your father still living? Yes, my and my father's still alive today. He'll be 90 next month. He remained a Scientologist in good standing and disconnected from us. Wow. But he would, if he came to Las Vegas where we lived, he would make it a point to visit with us. And I always sent him photographs and letters of the kids, you know, so that Though he couldn't communicate to me per their policies, it, right. I felt it wasn't my policy. Right. To so you were disconnect. you were largely estranged from your father. Is he still part of Scientology today? 
No, we got him out of there about five years ago. Wow. They had instructed him to come and handle my brother and I because we were speaking out, and they gave him little steps of things to talk to us about, and we ended up exposing to him what had been going on and what was wow. still going on and how it was getting worse, and he's been uh, living in Las Vegas for the last five years. And that's where you live in Las Vegas yourself, is that right? Yes. Presently? Yes. And okay. my sister. So, so tell me about the... The, the being followed by private investigators. Tell me about that, the harassment, because we hear this so many times. And of course, in the Leia Remini show, this is a repeating, a recurring theme, the, the idea of the, the ongoing harassment. And I always wonder, what are they trying to do by doing that? I guess to get you to stop writing these books and coming on these radio <laughs> shows. But, but tell me about, about this crazy side of things where they're following you and all that. Yeah, they, um, it's like a fixation that Miscavige has on previous executives and tracking them down, maybe so they don't speak about him or whatever's been going on. But my sister had worked at Author Services, which meant she was handling um, literary material for Hubbard. And when she left, which was earlier than me, Miscavige had PIs following her across America, and they broke into her car, broke into her briefcase, and uh, searched the car and stuff. But when, when you leave, you're just in the frame of mind just to get away. You don't want to fight him. You don't want to do anything. You're just so done with it. You just want them gone. So you don't resist anything. You just, make, you just want to move on. Anyway, so when we all, my sister and I got together after I left and we started a mortgage company with some other Scientologists and ex-Seorg members in Las Vegas. So Scientology sent in a man called David LeBeau, who was a PI, and he came in as wanting to get hired as a loan officer because we had a mortgage company. And uh, he, while well, there, arranged with some... British people that lived in China to hire my sister and her husband to go to Australia to get them out of America uh, while David Miscavige and Marty were working out an agreement with the IRS. They didn't want my sister to be contacted. So Dave LeBeau set that up, and meanwhile, he was still working for us, but he never closed a single loan, and we're like, how do you live? Uh, and he was, oh, he would give us some story about his wife having a trust. I'm like, yeah, the wife is working as a matri D, raising the kids, and you're living off that trust? And, anyway, and how, what happened and, is... Yeah, he's just sort of suspiciously hanging out in your office without doing any business. Right, and and he, he, got, he found another mortgage broker and introduced this broker to me, and I said to the broker one day, I said, is Dave bringing you deals because he's not bringing them into my office? And this broker innocently says, oh, you didn't know he's a private investigator. He's working on a case here in Las Vegas. Uh, and, and I'm like, oh, okay, where the case? Yeah, so he was there that, to spy on you. Did they try to in any way get you shut down or, or interfere no. with your business? No, uh, interestingly enough, they didn't, as far as we know. But there were times where someone would come in and they were just outright trying to get me to commit fraud, and okay. I wouldn't do it. So I always suspected those people of having been sent in. Now, to, bringing it to the present day, 
present day, you know, 2017, after all these years, are you still facing harassment today? You know, not that I know of, but there are some friends that we have that, um, you know, I keep, we keep close because you just don't know. There's those certain indicators because they never ask you about your past, but they seem to already know. Yeah, yeah, sort of suspicious people, and you wonder what they're up to. Janice Grady, a fascinating right. interview. Thank you so much for joining us. The book, Commodore's Messenger, get it on Amazon. If it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. North Korea openly threatens the U.S. and launches a new missile every other week. Their warhead of choice? Electromagnetic pulse. Such an event would cripple the U.S. power grid for years and leave millions in the dark. Are you ready? You can be with a Solark EMP-hardened solar generator. Solark works day in and day out to keep your essentials protected. You can have peace of mind knowing your power will be there when you most need it. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to see EMP testing. That's PortableSolarLLC.com. Energy insurance for your family. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com.